Holy Gospel is written in the fifth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, beginning at the first verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. It came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, Jesus stood by the lake of Gennesareth and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets, let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draught of fishes which they had taken, and so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. The disciples were in a place of scarcity. We heard them say, we have worked all night long, but we have caught nothing. And Jesus then says to them that the place of scarcity can be the place in which we find abundance. And he instructs them, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. And when the disciples do as Jesus requests, what they receive is abundance. They caught so many fishes that their nets were beginning to break. But in order to receive God's abundance, they have to utilize their abilities, their skills, their gifts as fishermen by sailing out into the deep water and putting down their nets. The disciples found that the place of scarcity is the place where abundance can be found. And that is also the witness of the whole of Scripture. Sam Wells, the vicar of St. Martin in the Fields, has said this, that the Old Testament was written because God's people in exile found it not a time of despair, but one of renewal. Not a time simply of losing the land, but more wonderfully of gaining a new and deeper relationship with God. 
And he then says that the New Testament was written because the early Christians found that the execution of their Lord and Savior was not the end of the story, but only the beginning. That his agony was the foretaste of glory. That his killers meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. The key in this story for the disciples in moving from scarcity to abundance was their willingness to make use of their skills and abilities, their God-given gifts. Uh, The Americans, John McKnight and Peter Block, are pioneers of what is called asset-based community development. And in their book called The Abundant Community, They talk firstly about our consumer society as an economy of scarcity because it constantly tells us that we are insufficient and that what we need to do is to purchase what we need from specialists and systems outside of our immediate community. Instead of that economy of scarcity, they argue that we can actually do unbelievable things ourselves by starting with our assets and not with our deficits. They point out that we all have gifts to offer, even the most seemingly marginal among us, and that by using our particular assets, our skills, our experience, our insights and ideas, we have the God-given power to create a hope filled life and we can be the architects of the future where we want to live and this I think is very true for churches as well churches thrive when the gifts of all their members are released and they build on one another's assets the currency of the kingdom of God is actually of things which never run out And the secret of happiness for the Christian is learning to love the things that God gives us in plenty. There is no global shortage of friendship, kindness, generosity, sympathy, creativity, faithfulness, laughter, and love. And these things are the currency of abundance. The church of today needs to rediscover this teaching because God gives us the abundance of the kingdom to renew the poverty of the church. In our generation, it seems that God has given his church in the West and in this country a financial crisis. And uh, this can actually only be for one reason, to teach us that abundance does not lie in financial security and to show us that only in relationships of mutual interdependence, relationships that money obscures as often as it enables, that only in those relationships is uh, where abundant life lies. And at this church, we have become part of a growing ecumenical network of churches and other organizations working across the UK and overseas, which is called Heart Edge, and which was launched here at St. Stephen Walbrook early in the year, and which is seeking to, ju- to do just that, to support the church through the rediscovery of this teaching about abundance. 
The challenge for us as a church and as individuals is this. Are we going to live in the economy of scarcity? The economy that is fine as far as it goes, but turns out not to go very far. The economy that only includes certain people, only buys certain things, only lasts a limited length of time. The economy of anxiety and scarcity. Or instead, are we going to live in the economy of abundance? The economy where the only use of wealth is to make friends and to set people free. The economy in which you are never homeless and you cannot be destitute because you have spent your time and money making friends who will always welcome you into their homes. The economy of abundance where generosity is the best investment. Which is it going to be for us in the longer term? If we live in the economy of scarcity, we will spend our lives fearing for our jobs, our livelihoods, our reputations, our health, our families, our lives themselves. But if we live in the economy of abundance, we won't fear anything. We'll have the things that money can't buy and we'll know the things that hardship and even death can't take away from us. We will have learned to love the things that God gives us in plenty and we will be truly living an abundant life. May it be so for each one of us. Amen.